peace and blessings. Welcome back. This is Ayo. I am enjoying a quiet, slow morning here in New Orleans. It is just before 5 a.m. on a Friday, April 21st. We have a beautiful new moon. Welcome to Taurus season. I hope that it is amazing for all of you. I have been experiencing some grief over the loss of a friend um, who died as the result of an accidental overdose. And I feel a lot, (laughs) a lot of different things. It has been quite an experience for the last few weeks. I feel that I am out of the sludge of it. But as we all know, or anyone who's experienced grief knows, it's a part of your life now. And what you do with this big hulk of energy is really up to you. It is a personal choice. I started out with a lot of different feelings, regrets. First, I was shocked and in disbelief. But then I moved into feelings of regret, guilt, Sadness, of course, pain, worry about the people who are closest to her, her mother. And I went through two solid weeks where I was just obsessively thinking about death more than I normally do. Actually, I'm a person who thinks about mortality every single day, um, which is why my relationship with Santissima is so important to me. It gives me a lot of peace and it helps me navigate and work through these feelings and these thoughts. But this time, like (laughs) my thinking excessively and obsessively about death was needing to listen to all these videos and read articles and books. And I came across some good stuff. And I even remembered an old film that I'm planning to watch with my friend um, about death called The Fountain, which is so good. If you have not watched it, please um, watch it when you get a chance. The guy who plays Wolverine, Hugh, I think his name is Hugh Jackman. That guy is um, the protagonist in this story and it's really a story about about him but if you watch that movie it's about death it's beautiful it has one of my favorite lines about death the line is actually if you go watch the movie you'll enjoy it yourself I remember the moment (laughs) that I heard that line and how it like exploded inside of me like fireworks it was just It felt so delicious to my mind. So I don't want to ruin it for anyone. But I recommend this film. 
the fountain for I would say the first few days I felt very awkward about wanting to talk about death with literally anyone and everyone luckily for me I have some very beautiful people in my life who are open to anything I want to talk about and I have a lot of friends who are elders and they have a lot of they have experiences and they were able to offer words that were comforting wise words and it gave me a lot of peace it helped me to feel relieved that the people i was choosing to speak with were very were very open you know to the discussion and i was receptive to their different thoughts and feelings. Ultimately, the past three weeks has landed me back in a place where I feel very grateful for the people that I love, very grateful for life, for the experience of life, for what I believe is a rare opportunity and a rare gift We live in a time where many people seem to be at odds with life and living. I hear so many (laughs) different things in the spiritual community about not wanting to come back here and wanting to be raptured up or taken by aliens. And I don't think those things are necessarily about not wanting to be alive. I think maybe those things are more in more an expression of a conflict with this world and how things are here. I don't think most people are saying I don't want to live. I think that maybe people are saying they are not having the best time here. But because it's such a precious limited rare thing um and this experience has reminded me of that in a way that I can't ignore I do feel resounding gratitude I think I'm a person who has a lot of gratitude anyway but this just reinforced and deepened that one of the things that I have learned is that when we experience any kind of loss whether it's the loss of um, something that's irreplaceable, you know, or it's the loss of something you've had for a long time, like a family home or a job or a marriage. I've learned that those things will change us. I don't think there's any way around that. But we do have some choice in how we allow things to change us. And one of the decisions I've made about how I will allow this situation to change me has a lot to do with how I am thinking about my work and how I am thinking about my relationships. I am the type of person who is already very careful with who I allow into my life, very selective 
with the relationships that I invest myself into. And while I desire more relationships, more friendships, beautiful connections, romance, I am not in any particular rush with any of these things because I'm highly selective. I used to have a lot of guilt around that, but this situation kind of unraveled that guilt. It dissolved it to where I feel more peace with the way that I think about things, the way I go about things. And of course, it's made me want to devote and invest even more time into my passions, personal interests, and my work, and to show up for the people that I love in ways that they can feel my love and in ways that are important to them during those special moments and during those, you know, ordinary moments to connect with them, support them, and love them. But the situation has also put me in a place where I'm making a very conscious and calculated decision to go deeper into solitude so that I can get my mind cleaner and clearer. There's a lot um, of energy that I've expended over the last few years of being so involved in social media that has my mind really enmeshed and enveloped in other people's thoughts. And even when it's simply me not agreeing, it's it's like too much energy <laughs> that I have been funneling into the the disagreements and into the things that I think are a waste of time, the things that I think are pointless, the things that I think are unjust. And solitude helps me to kind of gather that energy back into myself. To focus once again on the things that actually concern me. And to focus once again on my own thoughts. So solitude creates a lot of space for my own thoughts and feelings makes it much easier for me to hear spirit. And it gives me more of a sense of calm and peace. It just makes me feel better overall. I also find that it's extremely easy for me to accomplish the things I want to accomplish when I'm taking time for solitude. I'm giving myself that space and time. I am the type of person who will give myself permission space, opportunity to begin again and again and again and again. For people who grew up hearing certain things about themselves, right? Oh, she has, she has so much potential. She's so smart. She can do anything. She's going to be so great. There is something in that that can cause you to kind of want to to stay, you know, to stay still. It's like, if you're a person who has been told your whole life, you have so much potential, you're so smart, that can create kind of a a holding pattern, a stuckness. Like, I don't want to risk losing that. It's a form of approval, you know, from other people and their thoughts of me 
of being this person with potential because what happens when we start to pursue the things that we desire is that we will experience some temporary defeats, some fall, some falls, some failings, some shortcomings, right? We'll have to learn some things. <laughs> so we move out of that place of pure potential into our period of failed attempts. And that can be hard because it's highly likely that people's perceptions towards us will change. But when you have created space in your life, in your mind, and in your heart, and when you understand that this is part of the journey, the process, whatever, it's part of the job, <laughs> okay, that I'm going to fall short sometimes. I need to learn these things. I'm not expected to be perfect day one. No matter how smart I am, there's still always more to learn. Then you can give yourself the grace that often other people just don't have to give. Okay. So beginning again and again and again for me looks like Starting again with my daily juicing, my vitamins and hydration, going to the gym. Because when I got this news, I was at the gym on the treadmill, so excited to get my 10,000 steps. And I started this thing 10,000 steps a day was going great, about five miles a day I'm walking. And my spirit, let me tell you something my spirit told me not to go on Instagram and I did it anyway and I opened a message a text message telling me that my friend had died and I just would like to say communicating that type of news through text maybe not the best thing uh you know just for you know for your own reference but when I got the text I was and my first feeling was denial, you know? So anybody who's experienced grief, which is probably all humans, I'm sure we've all experienced some form of loss. The first thing we learn is that grief, like everything else in life, it's not a straight line, okay? It's not a straight, it's not a straight line, you know? It's not first you do this, then you do that, and it's not cute. It's not neatly packaged. It's not organized. It's, you know, that's how I found out. So first it was denial. And then I'm like scrolling. I'm looking on all the friends pages. I'm looking on my friends page and I realize this is not a joke. And I break down on the treadmill and I have not been back on the treadmill since. So Beginning again for me looks like the treadmill is safe. <laughs> um, it's okay to go on the treadmill, maybe go to a different gym. <laughs> so I know exactly where I was when I got this news and it just, you know, wasn't the happiest moment, wasn't the best moment. But I give myself grace to begin again and again and again and again. And again, and it's easy to do that because in solitude, I am not worried about anybody else's opinion, anybody else's thought. And if I catch myself obsessing about something that someone said to me in the past, I can simply correct that. 
I can simply invite myself to think about something more interesting, like God. I'm proud of myself because there is an an enduring happiness, an underlying happiness that I have inside of me and which I'm able to tap quite easily when I listen to myself. I know myself. I know what I need. I know what triggers happiness. I know what, what sparks joy and happiness for me. And a lot of those things I can access very easily in solitude. Now I'm going to be traveling soon. I have some work to get done here at the house. But I'm going to be traveling because my little sister is getting married um, mid-May. But before then, I will be going down to Miami to spread my friend's ashes, to pray. I've been praying rosary for her, to speak to her at the water, to hug her other friends, and to say goodbye. And I feel peaceful. Thank you all for your patience. Thank you for your understanding. I've received emails. I've received some of them getting on my nerves, but I've I've seen all the correspondences. I got a lot of sweet DMs though from people, text messages from people just, you know, sending a kind word uh, through a tough time. And I appreciate all of that. Thank you so much. Um, thank you for your patience. Thank you for your impatience. Um, I am still here, still happy, still grateful, and so peaceful. So peaceful. God is good. So if any of you have been praying for me, just know I feel it <laughs> and it's received. And I'm, I'm grateful for that. Thank you for including me in your prayers. Peace and blessings.